Knights HQ, brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment and Training. Highly skilled labour hire and real-world training for engineers, trades and construction. Hello and welcome to the first edition of Season 2 of the Knights HQ podcast, brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment and Training. Highly skilled labour hire and real-world training for engineering, trades and construction. My name's James Ward, filling in for Frank Barrett, who will be back in the chair in the next few weeks. On today's episode, we have two very special guests in Sam Pullman and Kate Haberfield. We're going to start off with something a little bit different to usual this week, talking all things women's sport ahead of our official entry into the NRLW competition in 2022. We'll also talk about the progression of women's sport in the Hunter over the last few years and the tireless work Kate and Sam have put into support of the growth of women's sport around the region. There's plenty to look forward to on today's episode, including what we have to look forward to in the NRLW next year, the challenges, struggles and successes of both women who have forged careers in sport and sports media. Let's let it rip. Now is the time to register your interest for a 2022 Knights membership. Existing members can retain their seat by heading to knightshub.com.au forward slash membership. Welcome back to season two of the Knights HQ podcast, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. We welcome two very special guests today in Sam Pullman and Kate Haberfield. How are we guys? Great, good. Thanks for having us. No problem. So for those of you who might not know, uh, Sam is a national netball who represented in Captain Australia. Called time in her career after nine years at the conclusion of the 2021 Super Netball season. Representative of the Australian Netball Players Association Board, Sam has helped negotiate important and historic pay deals for players. So how have you been, Sam, and how have you found the first few months of retirement? Loving it. Um, I'm back here in Newcastle, my hometown, so really enjoying being back now that we are starting to open up and I guess in a good way, um, but also struggling with not having that routine. So I've always um, been a, a busy person that gets a lot thi- a lot, thi- a lot of things done um, and for someone to not now have a routine of, of knowing where I need to be, what I need to wear and, and doing everything like that um, is a little bit different. So challenging myself to, yeah, not have a new a routine and just enjoy um yeah each day now that I yeah don't have any commitments it's, yeah. it's good and just going back a little bit obviously you had a nine-year career at the top of the professional game but looking at the last couple of years how have they been affected or challenged by the COVID effects it's been really challenging the last two years and I think I've been sharing with people I'm interested to see how that will impact the length of people's careers spending two seasons 24 7 uh in what we call a hub was really challenging not only on your well-being but being away from your support networks and being able to still perform and under the amount of pressure that we normally are um, away from home I mean we thought 2020 was challenging and this year for us um, just to touch on it we we would be in one state um, an hour notice all of a sudden packing up a whole team getting on a we used to call it a mystery flight because we didn't actually know where we were going and all of the challenges of um, COVID we we're just trying to run away from it. So we ended up spending, I think, five states in uh, like two weeks sleeping in uh, different hotel rooms. Like it was just insane. And then playing two games of netball, um, you know, well in a week is just insane. So yeah, for me, I think it did fast track my decision to retire, um, but really content with my decision. And, and like I said, I'm really interested to see the impact across all sports that it will have on individual um, athletes and their career. Mm. Yeah, it certainly threw up a lot of challenges for all sports. But to Sam's right, we have Kate Haberfield. You might know Kate from your when you turn on the six o'clock news each night. 
Kate is a well-known sports reporter and presenter at NBN News and is also the first, field board me- first female board member of the Newcastle District Cricket Association and has long used her platform to champion women's sport in the region. So how are you, Kate? I'm well. How are you? Very good. Um, are you enjoying some downtime in between the sporting seasons at the moment? Downtime? What's that? <laughs> no, no. We keep, ourselves, we keep ourselves busy. We keep track of all of our athletes. I mean, some of them, our favourites like to retire, Sam. Um, <laughs> so a good story. You know, what are we supposed to do there? You guys were in a bubble for all that time, which made it a little bit difficult for us as well. But no, no downtime. Sport continues. Mm. And mm. you were saying before that you've had your first meeting as a yes. District Cricket Board Association member. I sure so have. have. you found the introduction to that side of the game? It was good. It was different. I'm a complete novice. I'm going to listen before I speak. <laughs> um, I do, I mean, the, the reason that I'm on the board is, is, I guess, my expertise in the media, but also to help grow the women's game. And so I'm excited to see how that goes. But at the moment, I'm just learning. I will remember to check my second email that I now have. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, yeah, very much a beginner. Yeah. And a bit, little bit later, we're going to deep dive into a lot of discussion about women's sport in the region. But we are a Knights podcast, so I thought I'd, got, I'd ask you guys um, some of your favourite moments or memories of watching the Knights over the years. Oh, do you know what stands out for me? And this is going to reveal my age. I used to go to the Knights games with my granddad, who was a season ticket holder from the beginning in the old, you know, Marathon Stadium. Yeah. And we used to sit there and watch Chief and Spud go at it. Yeah, wow. I was at one of those games, you know, back when, you know, the Knights and Manly rivalry was really deep, where they actually asked everybody on the hill to stand up and squish together. Yeah. So they could fit more people in. I still remember that. My nan used to pack little thermoses and we'd have blankies over our laps. It was the best. <laughs> I think for me, uh, the 97 grand final, um, mm-hmm. yeah, sitting on the hill, going with your family was certainly something that we would do. Um, I was just sharing before, there's a great photo um, of me and my three brothers decked out in Newcastle Knights kit um, with, you know, rib- red and blue ribbons in the hair um, and you name it. And then I found another photo actually and, and on it was this hand painted really big sign saying thank you and I said to mum why does it say thank you like why doesn't it say go nights like you know why does it say thank you and she said that was after and I remember it the grand final and they were all in the cars with the trophy and going down um, as a parade and I remember um, all of our family friends and we made this massive side that said thank you because we were just so excited that they won the premiership they won the grand final for this town it was just the biggest moment people were painting their houses there was a competition running um, for if you could paint your house, yeah, I remember it. I remember and the defences that people yeah. made as well. <laughs> so yeah. it just was, yeah, the biggest thing um, in the town at that moment and every, you know, friend that you had at school or family friend, um, yeah, it went for the red and blue and that's, I guess, my, yeah, most special memory um, of the nights and, yeah, so I hope the players, um, the chief and... Yeah. And the Johns boys and that knew how much, um, yeah, us little kids really appreciated them winning a, a premiership and, um, you know, the skateboarding down uh, yeah. King Street and all those <laughs> memories. But for us, I think it just shows, um, you know, as elite athletes and, and role models, how it does actually impact. Because for me, I still remember that today. Yeah. And have we had a favourite player over the years? Oh, 
I think I'm going to say chief just purely because he's the one I remember. Um, mm. There's also a photo of one of my brothers um, uh, on his shoulders waving the massive, remember how everyone used to come yeah, with the massive so night flags? Um, and probably most recently, probably the last two years, um, Mitch Barnett, just purely because, um, you know, when I've been at games or involvement within the club, uh, he's probably been the player that's that stopped and taken the time to have a conversation. So, um, you know, more than happy to, to support him, not only how good he is as a footballer, um, but yeah, just taking the time to, to get to know him. Yeah. yeah. For me, it was Danny Badiris. Yeah. Definitely. Yes, he loved Danny. <laughs> and now it's super weird to be friends with his wife and going to the gym with him. It's super You're weird to think that, you know. You? I know, totally. Don't tell him. He's not listening. It's very he? weird no. for us too. Yeah. <laughs> Working with him now. Yeah. It's funny. He was always the best. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll have a quick break and on the other side of the break, we're going to deep dive into a lot more discussion about women's sport. This is the Knights HQ podcast. Knights HQ is brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment and Training, providers of engineering and construction labour to the hunter for over a decade. All right, welcome back to the Knights HQ podcast brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment and Training, highly skilled labour hire and real world training for engineering trades and construction. Now, so we thought we'd talk a lot about women's sport today giving our two very special guests in Sam Pullman and Kate Haberfield. Recently, we've announced our historic NRLW women's team. So I guess starting with that, how significant do you think a women's team here in Newcastle under the Knights brand would be for the people in the region and the, and the women that can play the professional sport? I think it's hugely significant. I mean, this is rugby league heartland. And for so long, I mean, Sam and I grew up watching the men play rugby league and we still do and we still will enjoy that. But, it, you know, you have to see it to be it. So these girls that are out, you know, playing rugby league, you know, in their own female competitions now as kids or playing with their brothers in their backyard, will be able to watch the Knights on television in NRLW and see where they could potentially be. It's hugely significant. I can't, I can't state it anymore how important it is that we see the men and the women working side by side in the same competitions. We all grew up, grow up watching the same and playing the same sports. It's going to be amazing mm. to see the red and blue when the season gets underway at the beginning of next year. Yeah, and unfortunately due to COVID, we weren't able to witness the historic team this year, but next next season we'll be able to watch two seasons go around in the NRLW. But for you, Sam, obviously spending a long, long time in the professional game, because how have you seen the, the growth of the women's game, especially from, from your netball point of view or other sports? And I guess, have you seen the growth over the last 10 years? It's been great. It still has a long way uh, to go. But, um, you know, for a netball, as an example, I was this 15-year-old in the Hunter idolising the Hunter Jagers and, and wishing um, that I could one day be one of them. Um, 12 months later, um, the league, the National League changed and the Jagers no longer had a team. So back then, uh, players were paying for their own tape. Um, you know, I think one of the best players would be on $1,000. Um, my first contract was uh, $12,000, um, yeah, 10 years ago. Um, and now with our new pay deal, our minimum wage is $43,000. So, you know, we are certainly making um, some great inroads within our sport and what I'm most excited about is now young girls um, you know 
I will be quite fair in saying that netball's always been the most participated sport in Australia, but I am excited that girls don't have to grow up playing netball anymore as much as I would love them to. Uh, you know, they've got incredible role models in, in the cricket, um, the A-League, uh, basketball. Now a female um, NRL team is is just amazing. And I think, you know, touching on what Kate said about um, the new Knights team, I think we have the talent here. And it touched on my journey of having to travel up and down the freeway six days a week from a, you know, financial and commitment point of view to for our players to now come through a pathway here, see the vision that it's there, but also play for their hometown. I mean, I'm happy to say I'm completely jealous by that. It's so incredible. And I'm so proud that Newcastle Knights have really supported a women's team and made that happen. Mm. And you touched on it there before, how the, the challenges you face coming into the to the early parts of your career. But talk to us a bit about the historic pay deal that you helped um, help with netballers in, in their sport. Yeah, smart or silly time to retire <laughs> with a new pay deal. Um, yeah, I think as netballers and female athletes, um, you know, we've always prided ourselves on being more than just a netballer, an elite athlete. So having more strings um, to our bow. So whether that's, you know, working or going uh, to uni or, um, you know, building a business or, or different um, opportunities that also upskill and add value to yourself as an elite athlete in our kind of sport and product. Um, you know, I think that then you put so much time into it, uh, careers, then you have to make a decision going, you know, it's fantastic to live a dream. Yes, I'm upskilling and got all these wonderful opportunities, but I also need to live and pay a mortgage and start thinking about these decisions. Whereas your 18 year old running around, it's the best thing ever. Mm. Um, so for us to continue uh, to increase that pay is really important. I think the new uh, broadcast deal, with Fox Sports certainly allowed that to happen and our product now is exciting and that's what I encourage Knights fans to do. When we started this new competition, we were aligned with an AFL club in Giants. Um, we had Sunshine Coast Lightning align themselves with the NRL team in Storm and then we had Collingwood uh, Magpies who were obviously aligned with the AFL as well. So what that decision then made was we opened ourselves to yeah massive sports fans who went, okay, I'm a massive AFL fan all right, we've got a netball team now. Okay, let's turn it on. And they were impressed by our skill, our fitness, our ability, the product overall, which then increases, um, you know, viewing, which increases the sponsorship, which increases then, you know, when it comes back around pay deal. So, um, you know, I'm excited. We're the leading uh, sport in females, but I'm exciting. You know, we've sat in board meetings in the last couple of years going, we have other female product and sporting codes now on our tail. And in, unless we keep um, putting into our grassroots and challenging ourselves and increasing, you know, these incredible other women's sports, which isn't a bad thing, um, you know, are, are starting to then come in line or overtake us. So yeah, extremely proud that we've been able to create that uh, opportunity for players now to get paid more for what they do as they work and our hours are increasing. So they need to be rewarded for that. Um, but yeah, obviously a little bit sad that, I, that I'm not a part of that, but yeah, that, and I think we made a massive, uh, inroads in a wellbeing, uh, person in the national sport and within clubs. So certainly we've made a lot of ground roads in the last five years. Mm. And for you, Kate, sitting on the other side of the fence as a reporter, how have you noticed the growth 
personally? Oh, I, I mean, as Sam touched on, um, you know, television is super important. Mm. Um, broadcast deals in women's sport. We all sit around and, and watched Sam play in the Super Netball on the weekend. You know, my little boy and little girl and both of them were really just as excited to see these women. And as Sam touched on, these women are working and playing. Their, their sole job isn't to turn up to training two days a week and to put everything into their sport. So imagine one day when that is their sole job, how good these competitions will be. But there has been a huge amount of growth. I mean, even when I first started out, most of the stories I would do were with male-dominated sports. And now we have bulletins where all of the, the stories that I have done for, you know, a couple of days in a row will be about women. Mm. And that's and that's incredible. We'll have a whole local sports sections about women some nights and that's just how it falls and that is something that certainly did not happen a few years ago. Yeah. And what do you think you put it down to and where do you think the, the key areas have strengthened, do you think? I think we've always had participation. I mean, uh, Australia loves sport. We've Most of us grew up playing. I think that a lot of uh, females, myself included, had to drop off at a certain level. I mean, I played representative netball and then had to stop. Um, I certainly wasn't going to reach the heights of Sam, if you look at uh, <laughs> the height difference <laughs> a fast between us. But you did have to choose. You, I chose uh, university and, and study um, as my career and I'm certainly glad that I did that but you did have to make a choice and now I think that choice is starting to disappear we've still got so far to go but I think girls growing up can see that there is a pathway and that there is an opportunity for them to play sport professionally mm. um, or take it as far as they wish I mean boys uh, take that for granted my little boy thinks that he's going to be a famous footballer in Europe and he can have that dream. It is possible. Yep. But it is starting. We're starting to get there with the girls. Yeah. Yeah. And for you, Sam, do you think that's the main thing, that the avenues need to be there for young girls to go through the pathways and have an actual image like we have now with the NRLW Knights so they can see that there's that they can get somewhere within the sport and that it's actually a possibility that they can play at the highest level. Yeah, I like what Kate said um, before, you know, you can't be what you can't see and we, role models um, for us are so important to show that, yeah, one day I, I could be that person or, yeah, I want to be them or, you know, when you're in kindergarten and they ask you what do you want to be when you grow up, um, now we're hearing that, you know, girls are saying that they want to be athletes, which is exciting. I think there's also, um, and I was really lucky in terms of, like we've spoken about being an elite athlete and, you know, I was working at Rebel Sport um, in my off season or during the week just to put petrol in my car to be able to go to training, to be at the level required to become a professional athlete. So for me, I was so fortunate enough that my boss was um, able to allow me to do that and was supportive of me and my ambitions and my dreams. Um, you know, if I didn't have a job, petrol doesn't get in the car, I can't go to training in Sydney, mm. I don't become a professional athlete. So I think there's also in that corporate and business um, world, people are now realising and accepting that, yeah, they're more, there is more than just, yeah, you have to go to uni or your first priority is a job. And you know, in terms of the board and all of these incredible sponsors and, and what opens for me in the elite world, what I'm learning the last couple of years is people are now starting to re realise, both male and female, what 
elite athletes do bring to the organization. So yes, uni degrees are important, but if you've been an elite system or pathway for 20 years, you know, you learn how to perform under pressure. You learn how to work with um, other people. You can, um, you know, be on time, be professional, know what of culture and building strong foundations with values are like all of these incredible things that you learn from sport, then add great value into a business or an organization. So I think that accepting part of having somebody who, yeah, might have to cut an hour off, but is happy to come earlier to start work or, you know, or needs to go to nationals. So has to have a week off here and there. So I think that is starting to change as well, which then enables people to continue their dreams. Like you shared, Kate, you had to make a decision. And I'm worried that if that decision starts coming earlier, the impact that's going to have on our younger athletes. So if that starts happening at 14, 15, 16, they're missing out on a crucial development and enjoyment and and age in terms of like their own development, but also pathways in sport. Mm. Do you know what I think? I think some businesses have have seen the value in investing in, in female athletes. I mean, the Minerals Council, who is involved with with the Knights NLW side, has women that will be playing for the Knights that work in the mines, and yeah. so they've realised that you know it's a valuable investment for them as a company to invest in these individuals who then go and represent them and the Knights on the field. So you know you get more bang for your buck in that way, and it's a re- like Sam said they end up being amazing employees because your time management and your dedication is just next level. Mm. But how rewarding is that for that organisation? I mean, we saw some of the stories come out of, um, you know, the Olympics about that. And I have no doubt that, um, you know, with this new females team that you'll start exploring those um, businesses and and those stories of those athletes of who they do work for. Um, One of my mentors was a Newcastle athlete and in the Olympic uh, water polo team. And she shared with me that when she went to the Olympics, um, she's an engineer and they kept like kept paying her she didn't have to take holidays now for those decisions how rewarding is that for an organization to sit back and go yeah we're not only just cheering for you on the tv we've actually supported you to be able to do what you love and do what you're dreaming like that is impressive yeah definitely and just lastly i guess the strides have been the strides that have been made over the past couple of years especially given for instance the matildas and other different um formats of sport. I mean, just the other night we saw the Matildas play the Brazilian team in front of 15,000 people in Sydney. I guess with the strides that have been made, what would you like to, to see keep happening within women's sport over the next few years or even five years, 10 years? I think the promotion, it needs to start from the promotion. Uh, you know, you need to make, uh, unfortunately, sport is a business. Uh, you need to make it marketable. You need to promote these women. We need to become attached to them like we are Sam Kerr. You know, every time she touches a ball, I've been lucky enough to sit on the sideline for Matilda's games. Every time she touches the ball, people cheer. You need to be able to invest in these athletes, promote the sports, then people are tuning in on television. They're getting invested in people as we do, you know, the, the Knights' current players running around. I think, you know, it's a it's a money-making machine, um, you know, when it comes down to it. And I think it has to start with us talking about it and us promoting it and getting attached to the players. Yeah. Yeah. And for you, Sam? I think one of the uh, great things about, um, you know, having, and that's why we're probably good friends with with Kate being in a media platform, um, you know, that voice in the media, um, you know, Kate's, we've spoken about it before, there's lots of female stories, but that having airtime and then also, you know, in the papers, like the amount of people that, 
yeah, will listen to the news or read the paper that gets that story or that voice out. And then the biggest thing that I think as well, which goes back to obviously the commercial money is, um, you know, putting people at games, like don't underestimate bringing a friend along to that game or talking about it. Or I get the amount of messages that I get about a you know, a girl um, doing an assignment at school that then educates, you know, 20 people in her class about, oh, okay, Sam Pullman, the netballer from the Hunter region. So yeah, don't underestimate, um, especially that's what I encourage about all of our fans in our region to get behind this women's team because that helps, that helps the product, that helps the game. And that's your only way that, you know, you might be, have a five-year-old daughter, you have no idea. She might then go to that game, absolutely idolise those players and turn around and in 15 years time, we can sit here and talk about her. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I coached a netball team and I can tell you that half of the girls are dropping off. I hope it's not in <laughs> regards to my ability? coaching um, <laughs> because they want to play rugby league. Yeah. That wasn't something that happened in my day. Yeah. And yeah. we can't wait for our... NRLW team to start. It's going to be an historic occasion they, when they first run out at Donald Jones Stadium. We hope so we exciting. get both to be there. We I'll be there. Be, I'll yeah, be I was there. Gonna say first seats. I want to get there. one of those big flags. Yeah, we'll bring them back. I wonder yeah, we'll if I still have – we'll go through we'll make some one. cupboards and see if we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. That was very insightful, guys. Thank you very much for that. Awesome. So on the other side of the break, we're going to do our fast five questions where we get our guests to answer some quick fire questions. This is the Knights HQ podcast. The all-new 2022 Knights home and away jerseys are on sale now. Head to shop.newcastleknights.com.au to secure yours now. Welcome back to the Knights HQ. We're about to jump into our fast five questions, our regular segment where we ask our guests some quick fire questions. So starting with you, Sam, what's your favourite thing to do in Newcastle? Go to the beach. And for you, Kate? Oh, same. same. I was going to change it. Can I say go to McDonald Jones Stadium? Great answer. Yeah, yeah nice. Lock it in. Favourite movie, Sam? It has to be a chick flick. Um, tossed up between two, but I'm going to go with something borrowed. No, nice. You're looking at me like you've never that. seen that. Oh, Kate. I haven't seen it, sorry. Let's <laughs> oh okay, a chick flick. She'll watch I'm it just this week. I'll watch it. What about you, Kate? I had to text my sister to ask her what my favourite movie was. Okay. Um, she says Jerry Maguire and 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, so I trust that. Things. Yeah, right. Show me the money. Yeah, good one. Right? Tom Cruise. Yeah. Very good. Favourite team outside of the NRL, so outside of the Knights? Another sport? Giants Any netball? sport. <laughs> Giants netball? I'd Maybe. say Giants, but I'm going to specifically say Giants netball. Very good. I'm going to say the Newcastle Jets. Jets. Men's and women's. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> Favourite drink can be alcoholic or non-alcoholic, <laughs> or both? I know what Kate's going to say, um, and I'll just put it out there. I'm not a coffee drinker. don't know what I'm missing out on, so I'm not going to start now. Um, so, therefore, when I do catch up with people, um, I go a hot chocolate, of course, if I don't drink coffee. I drink coffee yeah. for, for a living, <laughs> yeah. What type of coffee, though? Um, any coffee. Okay. I do like a flat white, almond milk, um, and I'm a gin drinker too. Nice. I haven't mixed them yet. Should I do that? No, I think I no, should. I don't. No, <laughs> that sounds deadly. I'm going to do she it. She loves that coffee, mate. <laughs> and who was your hero growing up? Hero growing up, classic aspiring netballer, played goalkeeper, would have to be Liz Ellis. Um, and speak a lot about now um, my parents, you know, classic, but couldn't be where I am without them. Um, so certainly I've seen them as a bit of a hero in my life. Yeah, love Liz. Yeah, I love Liz too. Mm. Uh, my hero would be my mum. 
um, you know, her family had only just arrived in Australia from Italy. They didn't speak much English. Okay. Um, she brought my sister and I up as a single mum for a long time. I probably didn't appreciate her as a hero then, but I certainly do now as a mum. I see, yeah, yeah, what she did and I don't know how she did. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. And to wrap up, we have our health and fitness philosophy brought to you by Balance Collective. What would you say to people listening to the podcast uh, along the lines of health and fitness that they could take into their own lives? I think um, it's changed for me a little bit. I've been used to really high intense um, training for so long with a purpose to get fitter, to be able to play netball at a high level. Um, and for me, I'm just enjoying actually going for a walk, getting out um, in the sun and, and really relied on that when we we're away in the hub this year for my own well-being, going for a walk, listening to a podcast um, or talking to a friend was really important. And for me, um, yeah, just sleeping and drinking a lot of water from my entire career, that's the three things that I've learned um, that make me be able to turn up each day and be who I am is is drinking lots of water, um, getting a good amount of sleep and, um, yeah, getting some sunshine and going outside. And I know that sounds really basic, but I can't, you know, encourage it um, and more because it's super important. Mm. And for you, Kate? Uh, I just think get active, but find something you love. Yep. I don't like walking. I don't like running. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, but running, I love the I've gym. Okay. I yeah, love exactly. the gym. And I think, you know, when I feel physically strong, I feel ment- mentally strong. For yep. me, it's more about mental health than physical, but just find something you love. Definitely. Mm. Awesome. Some great answers there. So we'll be back on the other side of the break to wrap up our podcast with Sam Pullman and Kate Hatterfield. Knights HQ is brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment and Training, providers of engineering and construction labour to the hunter for over a decade. Welcome back to the Knights HQ for our final segment. Very special thanks to Sam Pullman and Kate Haberfield for coming on the podcast today, guys. Thank Thank you you. so much. That was especially the women's sport chat. That was very insightful. So thank you very much for that. Pleasure. It's been fun. Thanks for having us in your fancy new studio. Yes. First first guest of the new studio. Pretty special. Wow. Shout out to our fans and send in your questions to media at newcastlenights.com.au. Subscribe and leave a review on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find the entire back catalogue of Knights HQ on the Newcastle Knights website with new episodes dropping first on the app. Download the app and turn on push notifications to be notified the second a new episode drops. Thanks Maxwell Recruitment and Training for bringing you this episode of the podcast. So thanks again, guys. Thank you. Thank you. That's Knights HQ Podcast. Don't stop listening here. Listen to the entirety of Knights HQ Season 1 at newcastlenights.com.au and don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen.